When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray. And I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we got to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, what's going on? It's Ray here on Talking Football with Ray on this Monday, September the 22nd in the aftermath of week 11. I know we got one game remaining. However, it's the aftermath, and I'm here with my boy, former broadcast partner, regular Monday guest, Mr. Connor Carney. How are you, sir? Good. We're, we're looking to – oh, round of applause today. We're looking very red today, both of us here. We are. It's like, uh, dude, like we're in sync, see? That's we true. Never, we never lost it. We never lost it. It's like we planned it, but we never planned it, you know? No, we did. I got big news, Connor. Big news? Big news. I'm ready. I got gigantic news. Gigantic news. Let's go. Even bigger than big. I got the biggest news. The podcast, Talking Football with Ray, has a new home. Nice. Now you know about it. I do. Others don't. Okay. All right. I have not, I have not told anybody minus you and like three other people. Now we're still got some stuff to figure out. So it's going to be a few days until it's all in, but I have joined what is the largest podcast network in all of Canada. So I am staying North of the border of you guys in the United States. Nice. And I am now a part of DeanBlundell.com. Let's go. Round of applause. Thank you. It's a big, yeah, it buddy. was big. It was a big decision. I had, I was talking to three podcast networks, a couple of them American, one Canadian, and I really wanted to go to Canada. You yep. know, and I really wanted to, it's going to help with my exposure in Canada, right? Obviously, not a lot of Americans want to hire a Canadian. And so, it's going to help me with my exposure out here. However, there was there was some good deals coming the other way. Um, but Dean Blundell's company and their people came through, and we had a conversation late last night. And I think, when did I text you? Like 9, 30, 10 o'clock? Yeah, yes. The decision, was, the decision was made, and I agreed to sign with DeanBlundell.com. Nice. Congratulations. Big, Thank th- you. big things coming, big things happening. It is. It is. I didn't realize how messed up. I didn't really listen to the audio of my podcast intro, so I will be re-recording that tonight before I uh, call it a day. Okay. How, <laughs> however, it's overreaction hot take Monday here. Nice. On talking football with Ray, so I want your week eleven overreaction. Because can I tell you mine first? Yep. Mine's not really an overreaction. I think it's a hot take. But my hot take, despite only winning nineteen to nine, and what was a really ugly game, and I, I'd say. A, a disappointing climax to what was supposed to be the best game of this, like of the of the week, and possibly one of the best of the season. I do believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are back to being competitive in the AFC because 
listen, the Patriots had a sloppy game against Atlanta on Thursday night. It's not like we can turn around and say they absolutely dominated them. I mean, the game was never in question, but it was still like 14 nothing heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I don't think Dallas ever – same similarly to what I saw on Thursday – against Atlanta when the Patriots were playing, I never once saw Dallas having any opportunity to get back in that game from like halfway through the first quarter. I knew the chiefs were going to walk away with that victory. Um, I'm not a Kansas city chiefs fan. I dislike the Kansas city chiefs. Everybody knows that. However, I got to give credit where credit is due. And my hot take is I think that they are finally starting to get it together. Their defense is finally starting to play sharp and that's going to uh, roll to the offense. And when you play a good team like Dallas, you're going to have these sloppy games. And I think if they played a team like the Jets, they'd win like 52 to nothing. And I think that they're back to competing in the AFC. That's my hot take uh, from week 11. What's yours? My hot take, I, I got to be honest, as much as I loved seeing the Colts pound the Bills, I still think the Bills are a very good team. I still think they're going to be a very tough opponent. Uh, I think it's going to be neck and neck. It's going to come down right to the last week between the Patriots and the Bills and who's going to win the AFC East. I know the Patriots are number one right now. Uh, despite that loss, I'm still concerned about the Bills. As far as the Chiefs go, yeah, their defense is starting to step up. Their defense has looked very good. They shut down Dak. You know, I, I know he was missing C.D. Lamb for half the game and Amari Cooper and everything, but I don't know. Their defense is stepping up, and they they kept them in that game, and, and we'll see. Mahomes last week threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. This week, not so great, but I, I agree with you. I think they are back, I and I still think the Bills are going to be just fine. All right, and uh, I want to thank everybody who's tuning in here, and we want to know your hot takes or your overreactions from Week 11. Let us know in the live chat if you are watching this on YouTube. Do you want to do a big shout-out to my boy G107, G107, who says, congratulations, my brother. Thank you very much. And um, 007 Michi says, not Ray selling out again when he goes solo uh connor and i sold out when we <laughs> i was gonna together. say yeah we we sold out a couple times <laughs> yeah we did so we'll try to get some connor comments in for you guys however i did throw out to the patreon page that you were coming today yep and uh said if you got any questions for you to to bring them in so i'm gonna go to patreon and get some questions you cool with that oh right, let's see what they have for us yeah all right so thomas says hey connor after predicting every win this season and True. your campaign for 2024, how do you stay down to earth and how do you handle the fans gathering around your house? That's a very good question. Um, thankfully, all the fans gathering around the house are very friendly. They cheer for me as I walk to my car and everything. A couple people try and have me stop for pictures and autographs. Uh, it's, it's tough because, yeah, I'm on a time crunch. I got to get to work. But I, I like to stay even keeled, stay nice and humble. You know, I, I, I know that. Obviously, I'm on a serious streak here, just predicting every single Nick Folk field goal, the Jacoby Myers touchdown, and every Patriots win of the season. But, you know, I feel like I'm just doing my job, man, taking it day by day. I'm so happy that you're humble. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you expect nothing less from me. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, for people, I you know, I got to tell you, and I, I, I texted this to you yesterday, is that I love when people respond to your tweets when they don't know who you are. Oh, take, oh it's my favorite. <laughs> and take you say serious. Like you got a bang and tweet. And it's weird how the stupid like I my tweet that banged last week had something like three thousand likes, like yep. four hundred retweets, whatever. Was I said that Jacoby Myers played with Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and Mac Jones, but it took Brian Hoyer to throw his first touchdown pass 
give Brian Hoyer the red jacket now, don't make him wait. And that thing banged through the roof. And the amount of people who think that I think Brian Hoyer is a Patriots Hall of Famer <laughs> and don't understand our, I guess, humor. But I was reading yours when you said the Patriots weren't going to lose another game this season. And it was your yeah. unbiased commentary. And people were just ripping you apart. And you were just, you were doubling down on them. And it was, that's, what you, got, that's what you have to do. It makes them even more upset when they come out and they tell you that you're an idiot and you double down and you're like, no, I predicted every Patriots win for the past 20 years. It's <laughs> nothing better it. than getting people going on Twitter. It is. And I think one of my favorite parts is that, like, you keep talking about, like, I predicted every Patriots win. Like, you leave out the part that you predicted you didn't, you got every loss wrong. As I, told, well, but... I told somebody that on there, too. I'm like, yeah, if you don't count my losses, I've been 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and the person thought, the person still thought that was serious. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this one is to me, but it, it it involves you. So Thomas says, so Ray, are you considering going together with Connor and run for the whole North America? So I have, on my own, stepped down from running for President of the United States in 2024, and I'm allowing... Oh, it's off the table? I'm allowing you. Well, you you threw in your hat, and I was like, you know what? I came up with an idea. Yeah, I will try to become the Prime Minister of Canada. Okay. You become the president of the United States, and together, we'll just be the rulers of North America. Wow, that actually that actually sounds like a very good idea. We probably should have thought of that like last time, but leave it to Thomas to put that idea out there to us, right? It is. So you, if I could vote in the states, I would vote. I still want you to vote for me because I need I need back to back votes in elections. You know what I mean? Like it's but because the Democrats is going to win mass anyway. So why even very bother? true. That's very true. So I'll, I mean, are you going to run with Nick Folk? Because I feel like he has to make the ballot one of these years. Well, but he's going to run with you in the states. I got to find a Canadian. Um, okay. Nikhil Harry was born in Toronto, so maybe I could. He was. He I was right. Well, we were born at the same hospital. I think I've told you that story. Yeah, and Nikhil Harry caught two passes the other game, so he's like on a streak. So he's and he's, he's kind of legit now. And he destroyed Miles Garrett two weeks ago. Yes, he did. Yes, he's he's on the up and up, man. He's rising. Speaking of Miles Garrett, this has nothing to do with Miles Garrett, but it just reminded me of it. Did you see Brian Burns uh, choking out yep. Taylor Tyler? Hannigan? I did. Yeah, I saw a picture of that on Twitter. I mean, how has ironic he apologized is that? yet? Has he apologized oh, yet? He he won't. He won't. They got to get that out there and start that up and make him come forward and say what, uh, like, say what he was doing there. There were some Panther fans who were really mad at Mac Jones who were all up in their feelings when I called out Brian Burns for being one of the dirtiest players in the game. I mean. He didn't have his arms around his neck. That was somebody else. But Heineke was like bent like an accordion. Yeah, he was. The whistle had blown, and Brian Burns was still trying to strip the football from him rather than letting the guy. And even the announcer was like, let him up. Let him up. Right. Brian Burns, you're dirty. Brian, um, Bur- Brian Burns, man, the call in the kettle black. I would say bending the guy in half and choking him and still trying to strip the football was worse than Mac Jones then, yeah. putting the Kurt Angle ankle lock on you in the middle of an, the field an accidental ankle lock he thought you had the football dirtiest play in the history of the sport all right so i got another one here from alex for you who says what is connor's prediction for the titans game this sunday the new england patriots will defeat the tennessee titans this sunday by a score of 27 to 20 27 to 20 that's my official prediction so nick folks gonna miss a field goal or an extra no. point i mean 
No, he would never. They're gonna. He's gonna kick two field goals, and they they're gonna score three. No, no, he doesn't downs. miss field goals, but he misses extra points. Extra points, yes. I mean, that's usually at the end. He's just trying to not rub the score in, so he just kind of botches it for him because he knows do, the game. Do you think Belichick reach. tells him to miss them on purpose? Probably, yeah, probably. Belichick probably wants to mess with him, and he's like, hey, you know, we don't want to go up by twenty six. We want to keep it at twenty five. So just kick it a little left. Are you ever worried that it's going to be like okay? So you know how we have. 100% faith in Nick Folk in a, in a game, right? Like 52-yarder, yep. let him kick it, right? Yep. Are you ever nervous that it's going to be like the P- Patriots are going to make it 28-27 against Kansas City and Nick Folk's going to be lining up to kick the game time extra point with no time left on the clock? Would you actually get a little a little pit in your stomach? I, after, I, after? I would definitely – I would get nervous no matter what, yes. And when because, it comes down to that, yes. Because as automatic as he's been, he has not been automatic on extra points. No, he's he's missed like three. He's he missed has. like three three or four extra points, but only two field goals, and both field goals were from fifty yards or more. And one of them was the monsoon versus the Buccaneers. Then he's missed like four extra points. It doesn't make any sense. No, no. All right. So your boy G one hundred seven had to jump in on this. All right. He says, "Peace and love, everybody." Hey Ray, I hate to say it, but I think it's best for Connor to stay away from the show. Because the show's on an upward trajectory since I've left. <laughs> yeah, and our pats have been on fire since you left. Your thoughts, LOL. It's funny That's because true. you and I actually texted about, we were texting about this last week, that ever since we disbanded Dear Pats Nation and I went solo and you went on your way and you're just kind of like the Monday co-host, special co-host, guest co-host, the Patriots have been on, I don't think they've lost since we I don't think, I, I really don't. Up. Since then, it, it, that was probably, what, six weeks ago? And then they've gone on a five-game winning streak ever since. Because I think they had just lost to no, no, sorry. They had just beat Houston. That was the last game yep. that you and I talked about. Then they lost to Dallas, and then it's been all uphill from there. They yeah, then they haven't lost since and they've been beating teams handily. It's we're we were a curse. We were all last season too. We we, we spent a miserable season together. Yep. Where we were sitting there going, okay, if they win their next seven straight games, they're gonna they can they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> And we hung uh, in there. Listen, we hung in there to the very end. People can say a lot of things about us. We never jumped to Tampa Bay. Yep. And we hung in there till the very end. Where like I think there was like we until they were mathematically eliminated. We came up with every pause. We're like, okay, if the Patriots win their next three games and the Miami loses one and the Colts lose two and this team loses one game, they're in the playoffs. It could happen. Like we came up with every possible scenario. Yeah. I remember that we came, we did not throw in the towel until the very end where they literally had no chance to come, come back and make the playoffs. I remember it was like the Rams game where like they need to win, beat the Rams and win three more in a row and have a bunch of other things happen. We were still, we were still predicting that they could do it, but no, we were, um, so Cam Newton loses yesterday. Yep. And I think that, and, and first of all, he played well. So yeah, he did. Not, he had a good I'm game. Not, I'm not going to knock Cam Newton. However, it felt like the most Cam Newton thing. Uh, I mean, it felt like the most like Cam Newton in New England type of thing that he was being praised all over the place. I saw Sarah on Twitter, like, oh, y'all thought Cam Newton couldn't play. Like all the Cam Newton, you know, right. chess beaters. I saw like, that. oh, you know, Cam Newton's all, look how great he was. You guys all doubted him. Yada, yada. But it was not, like, it was a loss though. Right. Like, right. How, and then he kind of came out and he's like, we got to stay positive. We got to keep moving forward. And we just got to go to the wind column. And I was like, oh my God, I am reliving the 2020 season yeah. all over again. <laughs> Look how good Cam Newton is, but they lost. And he's like staying positive and saying all the right things after the game. 
Right, yeah, it's a little bit of deja vu. He did look good, man, good for him. I saw him run that touchdown that looked vintage Cam Newton. He looked like he did all right throwing the football. I mean, they still lost to the uh, Washington football team, though, you know. Either either you win or you lose in this league. And it was Washington. No Chase Young. He was out. Yeah, no Chase Young. Tyler Henneke was out there. Trevor, Ty, is it Tyler Henneke? Heineke. 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 Yeah. Heineke. Heineke. Former Patriot. Heineken. Former Patriot, I know. Former Patriot who was a star in the playoffs last year. Uh, Praveen says, Ray and Connor, I remember back last season we were talking about how the Raiders plus the Dolphins plus the Chiefs have to lose three more games and the Pats <laughs> have to win five straight. Last year was miserable. 100%. 100%. That was, La- that was what we were telling ourselves. It was oh, absolutely it was awful. miserable. And that was like week 13, week 12. Like we were almost at the point in this season right now, last year, where it was essentially over. They were playing for this year. So I'm going to match this comment up. So uh, Parveen says, Ray picked the Pats to win eight games, brah. Shake my head. Never forget. So I'm going to start by saying I've acknowledged I, this. Ma- Mario at hashtag sports predicted five. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to put out, though, that I've acknowledged this like 12 times now. Um, actually in my news break videos tonight, I talked about it again. However, it's funny to me how everybody remembers this about me, right? And Mike just happened to put this comment on Patreon today. Okay. What do you think Julio Jones could have done for our team on the IR all season? My guess is look at the other people menacingly on the sidelines till uh, a shame we didn't flush a first round pick on him. Do you remember when I said I wouldn't even give up a second round pick for Julio Jones and people yes. tore me to shreds yes. to shreds how horrible Julio or how horrible I was that oh if we gave up a second for Mohamed Sanu, I think the Patriots got more out of Mohamed Sanu than the Titans have gotten out of Julio Jones. Yeah, there was people on here on this page that were killing me because I said I wouldn't give up a first round pick for Julio. Yeah, which by the way, that first round pick would have been Mac Jones. But anyway, um, you know, but I wouldn't give up a first round pick for Julio Jones. I said I wouldn't give up a first. I wouldn't give up a second. I was saying a third round pick. People were tearing me apart. Right now, a third round pick would have been too much for Julio Jones. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think Julio is just going to be out of the league pretty soon. Unfortunately, he's, he's just getting too old. And it's the constant hamstring injuries. It's the same injuries with them. So I that was that definitely did not work out. Instead, the Patriots kept their first-round pick and second-round pick and picked Mac Jones and Christian Barmore, which you also called Christian Barmore, by the way. I did. If they said if they couldn't get Mac Jones, they got to draft Barmore, and they drafted both. So, And then look at that. Christian Barmore has been fantastic. It's just amazing when I'm wrong, nobody forgets, but everybody always forgets when I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. I have acknowledged at least 15 times now that I was wrong about the Patriots winning eight games. And I think after the first four this year, I had Connor convinced it was like eight to nine wins at the very most. Yeah, at that that point, yeah. Because they they did not look like they were trending in the right direction. It looked like it was going to be a repeat of last year and then... They just pulled it together. Once they absolutely beat down the Jets, they just kept that momentum rolling for five straight games. Big stretch coming up here, man. This is the season right here. These these next like four games, next four weeks, two versus Buffalo, play the Colts, play the Titans. It's going to be a tough four games. Did you see Taysom Hill's crazy new contract today? I read something about it. It's like all over the place, like between 40 to 90 million if you put a wide <laughs> 40 receiver. 40 to 95 million. So if he keeps the same role he has right now, which he's is gonna, what? Which is like backup quarterback, running guy, tight end. He is a starter lineman. though. Like he plays a lot, right? Like he plays he receiver. Does play a lot, yeah. 
tight end running back comes in on the wildcat backup. If he keeps his sort of all purpose, he makes $40 million. Yeah. Okay. 22.5 guaranteed. It's a lot of money for him. Yeah, it is. If he becomes the starting quarterback of the team, he can make up to $95 million, like an extra $55 million. That's insane. I mean, and he could, but I don't know what's going to happen with Jameis Winston. Uh, Trevor Simeon's obviously not going to be the guy. He's nothing more than a fill-in right now. I know, but if you felt that Taysom Hill was going to be your starter, wouldn't you be starting him over Trevor Simeon? And Simeon played like hell yesterday. I would. I don't I don't see what they have to lose at this point. I mean, what what are they trying to do? I would start him Thursday night on Thanksgiving if I was them. Yeah, I, I really would. I really would. I, why, why not? The but, Saints still have a chance in the season. I mean, they're not done and out yet. Tampa's going to win tonight against the, the Giants, right? This is their bounce back game after losing two in a row. There's no way the Giants are beating them, right? I, w- I would imagine so, yeah. The Giants just don't have it either. I mean, maybe it's a long shot trap game, but I'd be astronomically surprised, man. I, I doubt it. I think the Bucks will win. Gronk is back tonight, too. He is back. Another guy that might need to retire. Settled out having a good season, but it's just the injuries, injuries, injuries for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at all these guys, like a collection of cells. Ray said this would be a rebuild. And said, again, they kept a notebook. They kept a notebook of all your predictions. Yeah. Talk, <laughs> talk about Christian Barmore. Talk about me saying don't trade for Julio Jones. I'm cool with that, guys. I'm cool with take. I've already taken the heat and said I'm wrong. Well, why don't you all throw some credit? If you can't throw credit, if you're only going to keep repeating yourselves after I keep acknowledging how wrong I was, then I'm not going to acknowledge anymore because you're all just full of shit. And you're all just, you know, like you just, you know, you kept your notebook of everything I said wrong. And uh, fucking say the shit that I say right. Anything you say right gets, that notebook gets burned. If you're on here long enough and you you have to take this many takes, you're going to be wrong, man. It's not possible. Connor, you and I have made a living on being wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> that's literally what we do. But you know what? Uh, that's why I stay ahead of it. And anytime I'm wrong, I just don't, you know, you just don't own up to it. You only I, highlight when you're right and you hide when you look, when you, when you lose. I own it all the time. <laughs> you you got to take your L's. You got it. That's why I, you can't flex your wins if you don't flex your L's. You yep. know what I mean? I just, I just keep saying, if you're going to keep, uh, if y'all going to keep saying that shit, you got to acknowledge both. You got to acknowledge yeah. both, man. Um, you got to go or do you got a minute? No, I got time. Do you? Yeah. You don't got to study? Yeah. I'll, I'll live. <laughs> All right. So you want to answer a couple more patrons with me? I'm on it. Let's see what Tom- they have to say. Thomas says, how can the Patriots shut down Jonathan Taylor? That's a task all on its own. Mm, I honestly think they are. I think Belichick's going to sell out on the run and make sure that he does not beat them. They don't really have many other weapons, and I don't think uh, Carson Wentz is really capable of beating him through the air. They have Michael Pittman Jr. I think J.C. Jackson will shut him down no problem. Outside of that, I I don't really know who they're going to go to. Their tight ends are all right, but I think they have to absolutely sell out on Jonathan Taylor, make sure that they do not let him beat him, and see if Wentz can throw it through the air and beat him with you know, I don't, I don't know who his other wide receivers are. T.Y. Hilton, another guy who's Julio Jones-esque, who's just constantly injured. I, I don't think they have the weapons of the horses if the Patriots take Jonathan Taylor out of the game. I think the Patriots got to do two things. They got to score and score often to force Indianapolis to throw the football. Yep. Like if yeah, you that can too. Score, if you can stop the Colts twice and score three times, yep. you've taken Jonathan Taylor out of the game because now it's a pass game. They right. can't stick with the run. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Hightower, Bentley, Judah, everything's run. Everything is yep. solved for the run. And yep. you put your guys in man-to-man, 
and, and just hope that they can beat them. I totally agree with that. Um, after the Bills looked foolish the last two games, I think he means three games because they smoked the Jets last week, but I think going back to Jacksonville and then this game, right. many think that it'll be an easy win. I'm still wary of them. They're going to bounce back, and it'll be a hell of a battle. Your thoughts? Even when the Buffalo Bills have sucked, yeah, the Patriots you know, struggle in Buffalo. I mean, they've always sort of won, but it's a divisional game. Did anybody think Houston? Did anybody sit there and say Houston was going to beat Tennessee? I didn't even have I didn't even have Houston covering the spread, let alone beating Tennessee this week. Right. Yeah, neither, neither did I. I think it doesn't matter. The Bills are still a great team. Josh Allen's still a good quarterback. They're very hard to stop because they have so many different options they can go to. If the Patriots take out Stephon Diggs, then they still have to worry about Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis. I mean, they have other weapons out there. It's not like they're really one-dimensional. I think with the Titans, Patriots are going to shut down A.J. Brown. They don't have Derrick Henry anymore. They have Adrian Peterson. They don't have a lot of other weapons. The Bills are going to be a tough team, man. Josh Allen's still a good quarterback. They still have a good defense. They still have a good coach, and they have three wide receivers they can throw the ball to. It's going to be a very difficult two games versus the Bills. I just want to point out, too, that I just thought about this, that the people who are calling me out for saying the Patriots were going to win eight games, like collection of cells, are the same guys who said that uh, Belichick can't coach without Tom Brady and Belichick can't win without Brady and that we're going to be irrelevant for a long time. It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Only it one is. year removed. Hey, where's the guy I made the bet with? Remember, I, we made the bet. That oh, Jay? Only win, yeah, Jay? only win like seven games. Uh, he's on Twitter all the time. Uh, I'm going to have to find him now. One more win. One more yeah, win. One more win. win. One more win. I'm feeling confident. Oh, man. Um, in yesterday's video, it's obviously talking to me. You asked who predicted the Patriots are going to go like this. I said they grab a wild card. I thought they would uh, do it with Cam, but I love how it turns out. The Patriots are fighting or more than a wild card team right now. Yeah. Yeah. If the season ended today, they'd actually be AFC East champions. And I think they're going to fight right to the very last week to stay in that category. As a Patriots fan, are you celebrating AFC championship? Or are you just going to like, like the yesteryears to shrug your shoulders and say everybody can win a division? I'm going to celebrate more than I ever have in the past because I realize now this season and last season, especially that it's not a give me, you know, you don't just show up and automatically win the division and have a playoff berth every year. You know, that's what we had for, you know, I don't, I don't even remember how many seasons, like 17 out of 18 years. And the only year that they didn't make, it was the Matt Castle year where they still won 11 games. So I, I will celebrate. And I, I didn't expect it this year. Even I, with all my homerism, didn't expect an AFC East championship. So if they go out there and make that happen, I will celebrate, but then it's also on to the playoffs. My arrogance is back in full, full gear. Nice. That I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and say, it's AFC, it's AFC championship or bust for me at this point for the Patriots. They're still going for the one seed. You know, it's still not out of reach. Yeah. If they beat Tennessee next week and yep. uh, Cleveland beats Baltimore, they're the number one seed. Very, very, very realistic. Could very well happen. Patriots are pretty heavily favored. They are. Which I was surprised. Uh, Michael J says, what's our game plan to beat Tennessee? Love that the Texans uh, did to stop the run to force Tannehill to pass. Four interceptions. Probably not the best game to come off to play the best takeaway. D, uh, Bill Belichick has 10 days on this mini buy to prepare for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think they're going to stop the run. I mean, I think you're looking forward to uh, Adrian. I saw that you're looking forward to Adrian Peterson running against the Patriots. I saw your yeah. tweets. Yes. I, I don't think he's going to be successful. I think his day, best days are behind him. I think they really have to make sure that they don't let A.J. Brown beat him. 
Outside of that, I don't see who's really going to burn them. You know, I, I think they're going to force Tannehill to try and throw some passes to a couple of the guys who might not necessarily be open. And I think the Patriots' defense is going to limit the points dramatically. It's on the other side of the ball. Tennessee's defense is very good. So we're, we're going to have to see what the Patriots can do there. But I'm also very confident in Damian Harris and the Ramondre Stevenson, you know, duo right there. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think they'll score more points than, than Tennessee. I, I just don't see Tennessee scoring a lot in the Patriots' defense. Did you see what your boy Greg Hill tweeted today? I try not to. And again, I think that this is the decisive BS that irks me as a Patriots fan, like when you put these kind of things out here. Yep. But uh, he says, he puts out a survey, or the Greg Hill Show puts out a survey. Which quarterback would you want to lead your franchise for the next 10 years, Patrick Mahomes or Mac Jones? I'm so I'll stay I'll stay with Mac Jones at this point. I mean, obviously, I don't know. It's hard to say. Patriots. You're gonna stick with Mac. Don't, don't right. even answer. Yeah, it's stupid because most of the population should pick Patrick Mahomes. Right. Right. You're gonna want to be a homer if you're a Patriots fan and say Mac Jones because he's your guy. But like, why ask this question? Right. Like, why not say, would you rather Randy Moss or Nikhil Harry? Right. You know. What I mean? right. <laughs> like, you know? You know who you're going to pick. Nikhil Harry. Like, I mean, and just... Every day and twice on Sunday. Could Randy Moss block like Nikhil Harry? No way. No, no. way. Nope. Not like that. I Nikhil don't know. Just, just for me, um, just for me, it's like, I, I hate these, I hate that kind of decisive shit. You know yep. what I mean? Like, I just think... Something that's never going to happen anyways. It's not even existent. What are your thoughts on Mac Jones not liking pie, too? That doesn't surprise me. Mac Jones, I feel like, is a very uh, Belichickian type guy. He's very like simple. He's just uh, he wants mashed potato, but it's pie. Who the f- doesn't like pie, Connor? That's that's a good point. Honestly, there's a Reese peanut butter cup pie thing that my family makes at Thanksgiving. Absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how I, you couldn't like it. So your Thanksgiving is coming up. Mine has already passed. Did you have pie? Yeah, we had like right. three. We had like three different kinds of pies. All right, nice. We have every okay. So Thanksgiving, you gotta have pumpkin pie. Yep. You gotta have apple pie. Yep. And you gotta have blueberry pie. Those are the three that we have at every Thanksgiving. Nice. How many people do you have together? Like for our Thanksgiving, we have like about fifteen people to get together. Probably like thirty. Thirty. Wow. Yeah, I have a big family. I have I have nine cousins. Oh, we don't see a lot of my cousins and shit. This is just like our immediate family. Yep. Yeah. I mean, last year with the pandemic, it was like six, but this year it'd be a lot more. I don't know. I'm just a little disappointed in Mac Jones that he doesn't like pie. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I feel like he's kind of like a, he's kind of an odd duck, man. I like him. I like the kid a lot. I just feel like he's, he's different. Yeah. I like him too, but that's an L in my book. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. If you don't, if you don't like pie, I, I just, I don't. It's a red, it's a red flag. All right, I got another Thanksgiving question before you leave. By the way, All I right. did take the 24th and 25th off of work again this year, or 25th and nice. 26th, whatever day it is. Yeah, I always Friday. take off. I always take off the U.S. Thanksgiving because we have Black Friday here now too. Oh yeah, so yep. I like to watch football and stuff on Thursday. I watch the Macy's Day Parade and all that kind of BS. We have our big Santa Claus Parade on Saturday here, so it's all kind of flowing into the same week, which is really good. Yeah, uh, Friday I like to just sit back and watch the crazy Black Friday sh- shenanigans happen. Yep. And uh, it's crazy. Yeah, people will be out there stampeding each other for a TV that's $48 off that you could buy on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. G107 says, Ray, 
Uh, I might be wrong, Bo, but I remember you did mention how Buffalo's defense can't stop the run after their first loss. Thank you. I was right again. And specifically after the Titans game. Now, can you see them getting away with it by winning the Super Bowl if they don't fix it? And also, uh, you're doing a great without Connor, my brother, LOL. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's difficult. I like being on with Connor. Everybody knows that. Um, Yeah, I've been saying that forever, that you can run on the Buffalo Bills. You could see it all, all season. You can run on the Buffalo Bills. I know statistically they got some they their defensive numbers are a little skewed for the beginning of the year and some of the teams that they were playing that couldn't move the ball uh i think the patriots can run all over them and i would have told you that before jonathan taylor ran all over them i also want to mention everybody that jonathan taylor is the best running back in the nfl so oh yeah he is. as much as i love but i think collectively our running backs can match what jonathan taylor did yep yep that's the thing the patriots have this one-two punch and i mean Ramondre Stevenson's almost taken over, and but it's awesome. Then Damian Harris comes in. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I forgot about Harris. Here he is. He's a breath of fresh air. They're going back and forth. I mean, I think they're both going to be getting 12, 15 carries each a game, and it's going to keep both of them fresh. It's going to keep both of them motivated, and it's it's going to be very difficult for the other team to stop, especially with the Patriots offensive line really coming into its own. That's one of the things that's been overlooked these past four or five weeks as well. They struggled so much in the beginning of the year and they've been fantastic the past few years, past few weeks. And that's going to help the run game. I, they're going to be able to run on the bills. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. They're gonna be able to run on the bills. Um, Mike says also, do you hear the sound after every game in the distance? Beep, beep, beep. That's the sound of the armored truck backing up to JC Jackson's house with a huge pile of cash. Bill, pay this guy, please. And then Bill Belichick is going to come out and stop them and issue him the franchise tag. <laughs> I actually said to someone, I wouldn't be surprised if he's franchise tagged after this year. However, I don't know if you saw the tweet that uh, McGill put out, Pat's cap. Nah, maybe not. He came up with like a five-year, $75 million deal or something like that for him that would give... It would be good for the Patriots salary cap. It would give JC Jackson top five money. Yep. And I thought it was actually a really, you got to try to look it up. Look on Pat's cap. He put out, he put out, a, he put a spreadsheet out and everything. They did the whole breakdown. I thought it was. Oh really, yeah. No, that, that guy's legit. That guy's very legit. I is. have to take, I'll have to look at him in, but five years, 75 million. And if they can make the numbers work, got to keep JC Jackson on. He's been fantastic this year. And he's still, he's, he's even more of a ball hawk. Yeah. Yeah. He is. It's, it's insane how good he's been playing. Uh, Mike N says, final thought, shout out to Law Dog. I'm more scared of the Colts than the Titans and the Bills. Eep. He's making a lot of noises tonight that I got to imitate. Yeah, a lot of, I was going to say, a lot of beeps going on here. This was not beep. It was eep. Like, Yo, eep. eep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Colts are on an upward trajectory. They still don't scare me. I don't know. I just, I think if you stop Jonathan Taylor, they're they're only okay. Uh, their defense is pretty good, but they they rely heavily on that run game. And the only thing is, it's like Bill Belichick, if you don't have a lot of other things, if you're, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but you're not like multi-multi-dimensional, he's going to figure out what you do. He's going to stop and force you to try and do something you don't want to do. And a lot of these teams, I think even the past five weeks we've seen, they're not going to be able to do it. Colts are definitely on the upward trajectory. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs, but I still think the Bills are the toughest team on the schedule the rest of the season. Have you seen this condoluted lineup for the manning monday night manning tonight i i've heard julian edelman's gonna be on there bill parcells yep kevin hart okay condoleezza rice what and julian edelman 
Is that real or is that a joke? That's real. That's real. <laughs> Bill Parcells, uh, Kevin Hart, Condoleezza I, Rice, and I, Julian Edelman. I think she's like. Time. I think Condoleezza Rice is like a politician. She was. She was like the Secretary of Defense for under the Bush administration. And then the, the Kevin Hart too. He's he's stopping by. I mean, Bill, Bill Parcells and Julian Edelman kind of makes sense, but well, no active player will go on 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 the show anymore. Oh, they won't. Then they're against it. The curse. Oh, is this a curse? What they go on, then their team loses. Oh yeah, like every single know. team. Like Travis Kelsey went on it. The Chiefs, like week one, and the Chiefs like blew it. Yeah, Brady went on it, and the, they dropped two straight. Uh, Josh Allen went on it, and they dropped like two of three. Um, yeah, every time every time a player of a current team goes on it, the team just like goes into a downfall. Somebody else was on it, and they got hurt. Let's like, get no- Stefan Diggs on there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the next show, I guess next week, should be Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Stefan Diggs. Yep. Josh Allen. Yep. Um, McDermott, their coach can go on. Yeah, let's put Sean McDermott they, on there they, too. Because they let Parcells on, so I feel like it's only right. Yeah, maybe we should put Carson Wentz on as well. Yeah, he can he can stop by too. Because Carson I, Wentz that's is quite a lineup. Carson Wentz is the only quarterback I know that can sprang both his ankles in one game. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. When he got hurt there, he sprang both his ankles. Oh God. He's a How special. How do you do it? He's a How special. How do you do it? He's special. He yeah. is special. How about the Bears screwing us this weekend and not after Andy Dalton plays like an MVP, gets that touchdown, and they I thought just, it like, was over. With like a minute and a half left with a no name quarterback. Yep. The Bears just let him charge the field. I mean, how ridiculous was that? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I thought the game was over when Dalton threw that long touchdown. I was like, wow. I'm like, look at this. This is the icing on the cake after the Bills have gotten blown out. Uh, like this is, Things just keep trending the right direction for the Patriots here. And then, yeah, I Bills, I mean, Bears fashion, they find a way to lose. Ugly, ugly, ugly. ugly and I, yeah. I, I saw a great tweet last night. I think it was from our boy Ted, actually. And he said, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's one more hit away from being a Walmart greeter. <laughs> I saw that tweet as well, and I, I gotta agree, man. Big Ben, although he ended up scrounging up, he had a good a game last game. night. Yeah, he, he did, but he has not been good. He looks like Peyton Manning his last year. He just doesn't have it. It's sad to see some of these guys. They just, they gotta give it up, man. So over the last three games, J.C. Jackson has allowed two catches on eleven targets for nine yards. He that has many. more interceptions, a three, than receptions allowed in that span. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty surprised that they've been able to gain nine yards on him. Uh, Bill Belichick probably has talked to him about that, make sure there, he knows that there are things he can improve on. So hopefully we'll see him take that step up next week and really, you know, go in the right direction and get that number down to, you know, negative five. Did you ever drop money on Mac Jones being the rookie of the year because he's now the favorite to win? I never did. I dropped it on all these other things that are, all aren't going to pan out because I tied them all into something else that was stupid. And all of these bets that I should have done that could have panned out didn't. And the Red Sox you, the Red Sox blew it for me, though. What do you think of Drew Bledsoe saying that he feels like he's... The only thing that bothers him about Tom Brady is that he feels like he's a footnote in Tom Brady's career. Do you think I that's feel, fair? I've, yeah, I feel bad for him because it's kind of true. And he was a really good quarterback in, in, his, in his own. And like looking back on his legacy for a lot of people, especially like my age and definitely anybody who's younger for sure, they look at Drew Bledsoe as the guy who got injured and allowed Tom Brady to come in and, and take over. Yeah, where I'm like, I'm the guy who I was a Drew Bledsoe guy, right? Like right. He, was, he was my favorite player. And, uh, I just, uh, to me, it was just, it, it's, 
yeah, I do feel bad for him because I, I think he said like when he was active, like when he retired, there was only like six other quarterbacks that had more passing yards than him. Right. No, he was a gunslinger, man. He really was. And he took the Patriots to one of their first Super Bowls. I mean, back in the 90s. Their second, yeah, brought him to their second yeah. Super Bowl. You know? 97, 96, pull, 97. Pulled him out of. Yeah, lost yeah, to Brett Favre, man. He pulled him out of like the real dark, like the real dark ages of the Patriots. Yeah, I think that um I think that when I think about the team that that pulled the or the guys that pulled the Patriots into existence was Bill Parcells, despite how he left and all his BS. Bill yep. Parcells, which is probably why he deserves a spot in the Patriots Hall of Fame, right? Bill Parcells, Drew Bledsoe, Robert Kraft. Those yep. were the three guys. Brady, Belichick finished the job, brought them to levels that I don't think Bledsoe would have got them to. Right. How, and I don't think Parcells would have got them to either. However, the Patriots went from the most irrelevant joke of teams to relevant because of those three individuals. Right. And yeah, then a that's, smattering of other that's people, what right? Start, yeah. Teddy Bruschi, McGinnis, those guys, obviously Ty, uh, lawyer Malloy, you yep. know what I mean? They the smattering of other guys, but those were like the, the three big, the three big ones that really pushed people up. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what really started it back, back then, because before that they were really the laughing stock of the league for a while. Then they started to become, you know, competitive with Drew Bloodso. And it, it's, it's crazy looking back on it that, uh, Bill Belichick went with Tom Brady, even though they just gave Drew Bloodso that massive contract. Yeah. That video came out well, it came out the other day that that was yeah. the, the, it was like 30 years or 20 years, whatever ago today that Bill Belichick came out and did the, you know, the T E A M team. You know? Right. <laughs> Uh, I did get a super chat here from Big MGM who says JC Jackson for defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, man. Probably. Probably. I don't know who else we're looking at. I mean, I, I'd have to really think, but he's got to be up there at the, the the names, man. Well, I think that it's between him and I'm going to tell you, man, my guy. Matt Judon. Matt Judon. Ten and a half Judon. sacks and counting this year. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think that I think it's going to be fair to say that out of all the free agents signed in this offseason, uh, Matt Judon was the best offseason signing for any team anywhere in the NFL this year. Hands down, hands down. And for anyone who has uh, burned the record, Brooks, you did call that as well. I didn't call them signing him because I didn't yes, think it was going to happen. You didn't think they'd do it, yeah. But I did what I when we were talking about free agents, and you said who's the free agent that, or we were talking about. He wouldn't ask me a question. I asked the questions. That's very but true. I, but I asked who's the one free agent we want the most. You were talking about like Hunter Henry or, or you know, Matthew Judon. I was like, or not Matthew, uh, John Smith. And I was like, yeah. Matthew Judon. I'm like, I love Matthew Judon. I love them in Baltimore. You know, I'm a defensive guy. I seem to be in love with Baltimore defensive players all the time. Right. Like my favorite player of all time is like Ray Lewis. You yeah. know what I mean? I love Ed Reed. Uh, they're just not to do him. But I always thought Matt, Matt Judon was like, Matt Judon was, was, well, we're best friends now, by the way, too. Cause he retweeted me last week. I don't know if you saw I know. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so basically best friends. But um, I was like, Matt Judon is the guy. And I remember that night when we were here, when I had the cigar in my mouth and we were talking about all the signings, you kept talking about like all the tight ends and and, and Kendrick Bourne and, and Jalen Mills. And I was like, dude, we got Matthew Judon. And you're, I remember, you're like, I don't know who he is, but you talked about him a lot. So I'm really, because <laughs> I was already talking about Judon back like week five of last season, like right. how much I love this guy. And he was kind of banged up for Baltimore. And I was like, that's a big deal, Matt Judon not being on the team. Right. Yeah. We, well, you just didn't think that Dave Belichick was going to invest that type of money towards him. And apparently he did. And Bel Belichick was right. First time in his career, first time in his whole career as a GM. Well, yeah, as a GM, because he's a horrible GM. Yep. First time. There's a first draft. time for everything. He can't draft. He can't do anything. 
Matt Judon probably came to Bill Belichick and said, I want to come and play for you because I like uh, Mac Jones, even though you haven't drafted him yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just sit there and I look at Kyle Duggar, Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Rwandre Stevenson, you know, Josh Uche, just, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. To Hightower, Bentley, you know, yep. JC Jackson, okay, undrafted free agent, you know, Jonathan Jones, those kind of guys. And I'm just like, man, who could, we, who could we have had instead of them? That's a good point. We should really go back and kind of look at that, you know? Yeah. Who could they have had instead of, um, you know, J.C. Jackson, who he signed off of the street? We got we to see all the guys out there. We do. We do. There's a never-ending list. Okay, so I totally really appreciate you who you've just totally conceded that I'm going to use more than 15 minutes of your time every Monday. It's fine. I, I appreciate you dedicating your entire time for me. I am going to wrap this up, though, but I do have one more question for you. I'm I'll ready. answer it as well because I, I do vicariously celebrate your Thanksgiving. Uh, and nice. I do We do have Thanksgiving in Canada just on a different day. What is your most unpopular opinion on Thanksgiving dishes? So what is something you don't mm. like that people are just going to roll their eyes at you? I, I don't really like gravy. I don't put it on my mashed potatoes. I just eat them straight up. I know people go absolutely ballistic for gravy. They're going to all yell at me, but I'm not that big of a fan. What about turkey? Do you put it on your turkey? Nope. I just eat turkey straight up. Even dry like that? Yeah. I like turkey. No gravy. People are probably going to think I'm a psychopath on this one, but... No that's, gravy. That's, that's the unpopular opinion right there. I, I thought I was going to get slammed, but <laughs> I think you're going to get a worse for gravy. I would imagine so. Uh, for me, it's yams. To oh, me, yeah. Marsh marshmallows have no marshmallows should not be in regular food. Like marshmallows shouldn't exist to begin with, like peeps and all that kind of stuff. Like it's all disgusting. But to take marshmallows and mix it with potatoes, which is like you know, delicious on its own. Yams. I just I couldn't I can do and then cranberry sauce. I, I hate cranberry sauce and I hate yams. I, yeah, I don't like cranberry sauce either. I'm a boring guy over here. So um, I don't know. It, it'll be funny to see uh, people's reactions to that. But guys, this was talking football with Ray. Of course, my Monday special co-host, who I tricked into saying fifteen-minute interviews, <laughs> and I've now brought him on for forty-five minutes. And I think he's just conceded that I've just slowly but surely, I just I slowly pull him back into pretty the much, fray. pretty much. Connor will be back next monday as he always is uh yes, but connor sir. before you leave give me your prediction for this sunday's game patriots and titans patriots are definitely gonna win 27 20 nick folk won't miss a field goal and connor just for good measure tell me about those patriots still legit kid all right guys thank you so much for tuning in to talking football with ray i will be back tomorrow well i will have another special co-host my boy over from colts law mr lawrence owen it's been a couple of weeks but he will be back on here discussing football we'll ask him about those indianapolis colts we'll talk a little bit of patriots we'll talk the rest of the nfl we're at it until next time guys i'm out of here take care remember deanblundell.com in a couple of days couple of weeks whatever you'll be able to find the podcast up on there uh, I'm also writing for them. I got a new writing job. So I will be nice. writing for DeanBlundell.com as well, writing about the NFL. Of course, you can find all my short videos over on Newsbreak. You can find some shorter videos over on uh, my YouTube page, all that kind of stuff. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for everybody who watched the YouTube video live. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you to Connor. Thank you to the Patreon. Uh, guys, make sure that you come check out the Patreon page where you can be involved in the questions. I've already recorded their exclusive video for the day. 
Um, normally on the podcast, I do play ads for reasons beyond my belief. I forgot to play all the ads today. So uh, you guys got an ad-free show, so you're getting it all now. Uh, shout out to my sponsors over at Symbol who are going to be pissed because Monday was an ad day for them. I am going to bump it to Tuesday. Uh, we gave you your overreactions for the day. And don't forget, guys, you're all legit. Kid. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.